Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Man, it is luxurious. I know, it's nice. It's People nice. need to get by here just to see it. They do. Experience it. They do. Uh, you know, I've gotten all kinds of interesting... Uh, I got a uh, an email uh, from... I'm going to see if I can find his name here real quick. Share it. Well, you know, it's, it's fun to get emails. It's so, a blast. By the way, we, if you would send emails that to me... That sounded so sincere, didn't it? Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. But I got one from a guy named Dave. I don't even know where Dave's from. Uh, he just took the time to send this and, like, Deacon Jeff would like to know if the Catholic Cafe serves blueberry pancakes, and if so, are they good? Heck Look forward yeah, to dude. Your res- no, yeah. I, you know, here's my response. Our blueberry can- pancakes may not be the best tasting, <laughs> but they are definitely the holiest. <laughs> so that's the way I see it. Uh, so, Dave, I hope that's a great that- <laughs> response. That's perfect. Yeah, and so I, I, and I got another one. I want to send a shout-out to somebody. You know, when he sees us, though, he's going to go, wow. Those pancakes really are good. You guys need to well, look off. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll like Holy over Best Tasting. I That's mean, don't right. you think so? I think so. Yeah, I would. So I got another uh, email, and uh, this one is from uh, someone. First of all, it came from someone named Candace with a K, and the, like the the, the subject like line that. subject line is Hey, Uh-oh. you know, I Uh-oh. thought this just sounds weird, <laughs> and it's like you know, praise the Lord. This is so awesome. I do hope you remember me and Gene, my hubby wubby, now for 13 years. And I'm thinking, this is getting weird. Uh, we went through RCI at Holy Rosary. That's like my old stomping grounds. Uh-oh. And I do remember these folks. Uh, this is so cool. And they were just telling me about their life, uh, their daughter. Uh, this is Gene uh, and Candace. They were converts that came into the church. Cool. I guess it's been about nine or ten years ago. And I okay. was involved in RCI at the program mm-hmm. there uh, at that time. And they had a little. Uh, they've got three beautiful girls. They sent me pictures uh, of their beautiful. There, there they are, Tom. Look, lovely little family. Oh, that is a lovely, little, gorgeous family. little girls it's right beautiful. there. And there's like little girls with their first communion pictures and stuff yeah. like that. That's so neat. It just says, uh, here's what's so funny. She says, I have been listening to your podcast and never did it occur to me that it was you. (laughs) She says, look at God. Oh, my. Please give Bess my love. Does she still play her music? Uh, I am in total shock. LOL. I attached some pics so that you might remember us. I do remember them. And she says, God bless and X's and O's. That's nice. That is so sweet. I love getting those shout outs. And so I'm giving a shout out to Candace and Jean. There you go. And those beautiful three girls. They are beautiful. They look a lot more like Candace than they do like Jean. Thank the Lord. Yes, yes. Many things to thank the Lord for. So I thank you for the emails. And uh, I love getting those because when you when you get them, like you don't actually talk to people. You just like you're you're hearing them. Right. You listen to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is a nice segue into our topic today. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about listening. I'm sorry. What did you say? List- yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, listening. Yeah. Is important. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a virtue, the I virtue agree of with listening. That. Yeah, I think I it's important. And I was reading a uh, you know the the Catholic news blogs and all that kind of stuff that you, the, you sent to your iPhone all the time. Yeah. So uh, re- recently, the Holy Father was having some kind of talk with a group of giving a talk to a group of people. I think they were like uh, like uh, had like a phone response team, kind of like a call in help mm-hmm. network or helpline or something mm-hmm. for people who were in distress. 
Uh, and he made comments about listening. Okay. And, and the virtue of the importance of listening. And he said a few things. For instance, if we want to have true peace in the world, mm-hmm. right, that we need to listen more. And those kind of things make sense. Total right? sense. He, he even went on to say that open ears are missing. There's a lack of people who know how to listen. I totally believe that. Yeah, that's that's and especially with all the little devices, you know, and people. Oh man, yeah, right, we're we're losing that concept of dialogue. And he says specifically about dialogue. He says, if only there were more dialogues, true dialogue that is, in families, in the workplace, in politics, so many issues would be more easily resolved. That's exactly where my mind went. By the way, was politics. Yeah, you think about we are yelling at each other, right? And we don't. There's no dialogue. There's none. You obviously you can't have that. There's no conversation anymore. Total. Right. So he goes on to say that listening is not a common occurrence. It requires being quiet. And then he uses this phrase. He says, mouth shut. Yeah. You ever said to your kid, you know. Do a little more of this and a lot less <laughs> And of you this. got your fingers like oh, you yeah. put them close together oh, yeah. and say, I don't want that thing open. Yeah. You know, just keep it closed for a second while I'll talk to you. Right. Right. Now, that's not necessarily a good dialogue situation. <laughs> but he is saying that we, we, we want to talk so much. If we're having a conversation, it just seems like there's a natural tendency for you to want to have you want to express your ideas, right? And you don't really are not as really receptive to the other person's ideas, right? And so dialogue, and of course, that's where the word you know. Look at the etymology of the word. Dia mm-hmm. means two, right? Logos or log, you know, comes from word. So mm-hmm. it's like a two. It's a two way conversation, right? It requires somebody to shut up at some point. Pay attention. Yeah, and, and, and really it's not so much just like let them have their time, but to actually receive what they have to say. Right. That's how you get to know people. And it really is it really is more helpful and more loving to listen to someone. Yep. I mean, I, I, are there times when, um, Tom, I think we do this as friends every once in a while. It's like you and I would like to vent. No. Well, we do. <laughs> like sometimes when we come into the luxurious corner booth There's and we'll sit here. Well, you know, some it's, of life's challenges. Because sometimes you don't have the opportunity to, you know, you don't want to vent in public all the time, right? But right. you, you do sometimes want, like, can you just hear me for a minute? Yeah. Can I just take a few minutes? Okay, an hour of your time. That's what friends do. Yeah, and and it's it's actually a loving expression. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of that in the world anymore. No, we don't. In fact, one of my greatest personal challenges, really, I think, I mean, just pointing fingers at myself and saying, when someone starts to tell me about a problem, I want to jump right in. And I want to tell them what I would do to solve that. So if they, yeah. get a, they get one sentence into this thing, and I'm already like, well, you know what you ought to do. <laughs> it's like, you don't even know what the problem is. I haven't even gotten there. Right. And you do that to me, you always go, hold on, hold on. There's, <laughs> there's, there's more. There's more to this story. <laughs> You've got to hear the rest of this before you can really understand fully what's right. going on. But really, if we don't know someone, if we, if we don't really know who they are, where they come from, what their story is, we need to really keep our mouths shut so that we can hear it. Right. And only then can we resolve differences or problems. That's exactly and that's right. why I think that's a virtue. And I think it's, it's something I think we're kind of, kind of training our kids or allowing them to be trained by a, a, a world that is wrapped up in these devices and things. And I'm, I'm sitting here with an iPhone sitting right in front of me and yeah. I love the ability to receive the emails that I just received from Candace and from Dave about blueberry can pancakes or whatever. And they're the beautiful kids and their family. I love the fact that from across wherever I just got an, uh, an email, I sent you a copy of a reply to it from okay. Australia. Okay. And, and, and it's like, I love getting emails from all over the place and there's some great, uses for technology but i don't like seeing 
like kids' faces with nothing but this glow from the screen, and their like fingers are on the screen, and they're just totally engrossed in that. And it's not so much listening as it is um, either playing games or you have sort of a false sense of a conversation. Yeah. Right? One of the things that I love about just the whole concept of the Catholic Cafe radio program is that we do this in the context of the luxurious corner booth. That's right. Where you come together and you share some coffee and some conversation. Yep. And so that's 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 important. But, you know, I thought it was interesting that we could actually expand this whole concept of listening. Okay. Because what, what we're doing is we're saying it's great that we listen to our neighbor. It's how we solve world problems. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be an effective way to discover solutions that we can all wrap our, our hearts and minds around. Mm-hmm. But what if we were to take that and sort of apply that in a spiritual sense? Yeah. Right? Because, you know, we're in the middle of Lent. Yes. Lent, it's happening. It is. Right? And so we've, we've done lots of shows on, uh, you know, the 40 days of Lent and what takes place. And uh, we've got a couple of shows called 40 Days and, and, and specifically relating to that number 40 in the Bible. And I don't want to go over all that again, but mm-hmm. I do think it's important that we think like, well, what, 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 what do we do during Lent? Sure. Like, are we just simply waiting from Ash Wednesday until Holy Saturday, until mm-hmm. Easter Vigil? Or is, are we just, just in a period of waiting? Now, I know that we know that, that we're called to, to pray, to fast, right? right? You know, we stay in for meat on, on uh, um, Fridays. We, we give alms. And there are things that we do in a in a penitential way in preparation, but I think it's important we look at that number forty again and think about this: mm-hmm. What did Noah do on the ark with his family for forty days and forty nights? What did Moses do on the mountain by himself as he was waiting on the law of God mm-hmm. to come to him? What, what did Jesus do in the wilderness for forty days and forty nights, preparing for the devil to show up? Now the reality is. In today's culture, um, Noah would have taken lots of board games and some decks of cards. <laughs> we got to keep the family entertained, right? right? Uh, in, in this day and age, Moses would have gone up to my better take some good books. I can read through the whole Harry Potter series or Lord of the Rings or whatever twice, right? You know, because I have lots of time because I've got I got to fill some time here while I'm waiting on God. And Jesus certainly. You know, being the latest and greatest in everything and technology would have taken like a, that, you know, new Nintendo Switch video game system into the desert with him to occupy his time. Well, we know that didn't happen. Right. right. And, we, and we know that they weren't going there to occupy time to pass the time. And so what were they doing there? And, and while you know, I would imagine prayer is something that would come to mind. Well, it's funny you talked about prayer and fasting during Lent right. and almsgiving. And, and most of prayer, if if not all of it, is listening. That's right. Well, it's sometimes not, we don't, right? It's very difficult. I mean, you find yourself running your mouth the whole time. Right. So sometimes we'll say, Lord, here's what I need. Uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, and Lord, we're thinking about this kind of thing. And oh, by the way, Grandma's got this problem. And whatever, right. we've got those issues, whatever. And, and Lord, would you please satisfy all these all yeah. these wants and needs and desires that we have here, Lord? And uh, really much, thank, I think that's it. Thank so you. thank See you very you much. Yeah, I'm done with my prayer. So I did my prayers. It is or, so hard. Or I just read a series of prayers, you know, and I really didn't insert right. myself into it and add any kind of let there be a dialogue. Right. Right. And so I would imagine in the in the desert or on the ark or on the mountain that these these opportunities prayer was was what was going on for the most of it, but but as we experience Lent, perhaps we should listen. More so. Right? So 
we're talking about listening to our neighbor, but we should listen to God. There you go. And and what does God have to say? Yeah. And it's it's something that's interesting that we haven't really um, talked about much, and I want to expand yeah. on that more. And so here's here's the here's the really big important thing to remember mm-hmm. that we have to take a break. There you go. Yeah. So we have to take a break, and we're going to do that, and we're going to talk more about prayer on the other side of this break. Before I do that, I want to remind folks at home we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. And then also send me an email. I've been reading some. I want to read yours on the air. It was very firm the way you said that. Oh, yeah. Wow. The Catholic Cafe. Send me an email. Yeah. I want the emails. I want to read them on the air. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we will be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. The beginning of this famous prayer to St. Michael the Archangel calls this blessed angel to action against the evil that besets the faithful on earth. Pope Leo XIII first ordered the prayer of St. Michael to be said after every Mass throughout the Roman Rite in the 1880s. It is said that Pope Leo had a prophetic vision one particular day after saying Mass. He was permitted to see the great evil of the coming century, the great wars that were to tear at the heart of Christian Europe, and the terrible persecutions the Christian faithful were to suffer. The late Holy Father turned to St. Michael the Archangel for help and protection. St. Michael has long been known as God's defender against the evil one. All throughout Holy Scripture, St. Michael had been called to marshal the heavenly host to come to the defense of the faithful. In the Old Testament, Michael is described as the defender of Israel. In the book of Daniel, Michael is the guardian of God's people. It reads, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. In the New Testament, Michael is depicted as waging war against evil. The book of Revelation says, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Scripture reminds us that St. Michael is our great protector in the spiritual struggle between good and evil. After the Second Vatican Council, the St. Michael prayer was no longer required to be said after Mass, but Pope John Paul II still encouraged all the faithful to pray for St. Michael's help. He said, I ask everyone not to forget it and to recite it to obtain help in the battle against forces of darkness. Pope Benedict XVI describes St. Michael as the protector of man's very understanding of God. Benedict said St. Michael defends the cause of God's oneness against the presumption of the dragon, the ancient serpent, as John calls it. The serpent's continuous effort is to make men believe that God must disappear so that they themselves may become important, that God impedes our freedom, and therefore that we must rid ourselves of him. All throughout the world, there are great shrines and churches dedicated to St. Michael. Many countries around the globe count him as their special patron and defender. St. Michael's Feast Day is September 29th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. I love listening to my wife's voice. Listening to her, yes, that's a good thing. That's right. So I, uh, I love and the Saint Michael the Archangel prayer. We 
pray that often. It's a good prayer. It is a great prayer. We don't like evil in our world. And no. So we can listen yes. and eradicate a lot of devilish ideas if we have conversations, right? There you go. Yes, sir. Uh, so we're talking, um, Tom and I are talking about the virtue of listening. It's a virtue. I agree with that. Uh, and how we can solve lots of issues, but also how we can have a better relationship with God through listening. So we talked about that 40 days and what were Jesus and Moses and Noah doing for 40 days and four nights and all the other Bible characters who have spent 40 days and 40 nights doing something. What were they doing? And I, I posit that they were listening to the Lord. Oh, I would agree with that. That they were essentially taking in what he would reveal to them, whether it was in the context of prayer or fasting or whatever, they were opening themselves, making themselves vulnerable and available to God, which means listening. Yep. And so that's like, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's talking to God means that we can, on one side, we have a dialogue with God where we talk to him, we tell him what we want, what we need. We tell him, thank you. We do all these things where we send him a message, right? Mm -hmm. But then we should, as, as, uh, uh, Pope Francis said with mouths shut, we should listen. And that is really hard to do. So you, how do you do that? You you go to adoration, or you've got an hour of well, adoration. Well, that is exactly. You, it's like you're reading my mind because I go to adoration, and even in adoration, it's hard to do. You well, know what I mean? You find yourself reading or talking or talking to yourself, talking to God. You know what I'm saying? Praying. Have you ever tried to like just shut your mind down? It's incredibly difficult. Yeah, it will not stop. And so you you can spend. 59 minutes and 59 seconds in adoration thinking about the clock and thinking about, I got to do this hour. I know. And you, you will sit there for one solid hour and, and you will just like, your mind is racing. I know. And then you have to bring yourself back to things spiritual because you'll start thinking about, well, we got the soccer practice coming up and we've got this tournament. We got yeah. this thing. Oh, I think I'm going to have so and so in follow up. And all of a sudden it's like at work where I'm doing this thing right here. Yeah. Then it'd be like, like, Lord, help me stay focused. Right, and then it'd be like focused on the camera. My camera's broken. The lens got to fix the lens. Exactly. Lord, help me stay on point. Yeah, uh, point. My, you know, my my kid has a so pointy I'm, head. I'm you know, guessing. it's like help me, Lord, stay uh, in the context of listening and or just focused on you. That's hard. It's very difficult. And I'm guessing you're going to say just practice. You just have to go do it over and over again and just keep practicing and trying. I I think uh, I don't know the answer. Um, all I know is you can try, and mm -hmm. and I will I will tell you this. I think that uh, maybe if you looked at Lent as an uh, as an opportunity of forty days of trying something mm -hmm. to try to clear your mind and listen, mm -hmm. I, I think that would be a because you know adoration really it should be in my mind it should be one part talking and nine parts listening. Well. I mean, that's what all of listening is, whether it's adoration or even your spouse. But we but we go the other way. You've heard the line, you know, that's why God gave you one mouth and two ears. Yeah. <laughs> you listen exactly. twice as much as you talk. You should, right? But right. it's so hard to do. And I, and I recognize that. But I think that these are the moments. I think things have come to me in adoration when there was like a little pause mm -hmm. in my mind. And I think God fills those little pauses because we struggle to, to to pause and quiet ourselves. But in that quiet, amazing things happen. Yeah. So maybe it takes going to adoration several times and you show up and it's like, Lord, I've been doing this 39 times. And so far I have not shut up. And I'm so sorry, yeah. but I'm going to try this 40th time. And maybe the 40th time is, is, is it's like that's the number. You know, and I'm not saying that. I just think that we just got to no, keep no, trying, figurative. and to have that moment uh, of quiet mm -hmm. in adoration is something that I think that uh, uh, 
that's when God's going to speak to us. Yeah. I've gotten some really good, I would say, ideas that I didn't generate them, but I think the Lord spoke to me in profound ways in those moments of quiet. Yeah. But I had to force myself to be quiet because we live in a world that's not quiet. Uh, totally. I mean, dead air. Like and you're right. And, and these our, things, no, the, the phones, they've made it worse. Right. It's we fill every waking hour, every minute. So, so do you find yourself telling your kids or whoever you're talking to, waiting on them or asking them to put that down? Yeah. Before you talk any further? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, my kids know I'll take so it I'm away. Normal. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take them away. Yeah. You know, collect them. I pay for them, so I might as well collect them. They're mine. I'm letting them use them. But uh, so that's these are. I mean, that, that's. But listening is important, especially yeah. listening to God because He He does speak to us. Yeah. And there's also other times we can, we might listen. How many times have we been inconvenienced by a long line? Oh, right. You you sit in a long line and and and, and it's like, you know, I I think like this is inconvenient. Yeah. I've got so much to do, whether it's at the grocery store or the bank. Wherever it might be, but what if it's in like the confessional? Is it is that what you say in in your mind when that happens? By the way, no. oh, this is so inconvenient. Yeah, that's the yeah, wording right. I would use exactly, exactly. in my mind. I, I can't picture you saying that. No, I'm more of a whiner. It's going to be more like, "Are you kidding me? Uh, really? Now? Why now? <laughs> Why that lady? Exactly. Why did she have to stand? Right? What is she right. doing? You know, nobody writes checks anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. She's writing a check Get out of line, and she writes with the big cursive letters that take forever to, to write the whole thing. What's the name of the store again? Oh, right. please, Lord. <laughs> anyway, so we, we we have opportunities there to to shut up and listen. Yeah, just take it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can pray during those long lines, but I'm thinking if you're in the line for the confessional, you can actually go. I, I was reading another blog, uh, that church pop blog. That's a really cool blog. That is a cool blog. Yeah, and they were talking about what the blessings of waiting in long lines at the confessional. Those are blessings. I you agree. stop and think about it. And it's like you know, it teaches you prep, prep, patience and preparation. Yeah. Better prepared for that confession, but it's almost like a pre-penance. It is. You're right. You know, and so it's like it's a good way to look at that. Because what are we doing in that line? We're going get it over with, get it over with, yeah. get it over with, get it over with, get it over. We're like filling that time with hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want to. I've gotten the strength to come and talk to Father about this problem, or to let you know God know that I'm sorry, and let me just get it done. It's like going to the dentist. I want to be out, right? Yep. Yep. And the reality is, God speaks to us in those moments of grace. To listen to the words of absolution in that confession. Yep. You're right. Oh my, my hair still goes up on the back of my neck when I think about when all that sin is pulled away and I just am lighter than air. Oh yeah. But you have to hear that with your ears. That's why auricular confession is such a it's a it's a grace. It's a it's it's sacramental. That's right. It's powerful. But then there's another really cool opportunity for sort of listening that we we sometimes miss, but there are actually places in holy mass that are designed specifically to have sacred silence there. Oh, yeah. Right? To be thankful for the Eucharist after Holy Communion, moments of prayer where there's actually a, where the priest would say, let us pray. And it actually says in the Roman Missal, pause. Does it really? Yeah. So let us pray. Pause. Right? And and so, or when the priest invites the penitential act and says, let us call to mind our sins, there should be a pause. Mm-hmm. Right, a nice, healthy pause, and it's silent. And I'm telling you, the people get nervous. Something's broken. Something didn't work. Something is miscued. It's supposed to be filled. And and you think about it. And I love uh, our musical gifts that we have in our church. But sometimes 
our musical liturgists will tend to be a little more uh, like, let's fill the time. Let's let's make some. Uh, oh, look, yeah. Deacon is purifying the vessels. We have a little music because people don't like to have no music. They don't. They like. What are we doing? What are we focusing on? Or if we're awkward silence, we're walking to the ambo. Got a little walking music, and so the reality is maybe God wants us to to shut our mouths. Yeah. Right. Stop the music. Stop everything. And Lent's a good time for that because Lent, music is not supposed to be played with unless it's supporting singing. And and the point is that means that there'll be times like during the preparation of the gifts where it's silent. That's right. And everyone's kind of like going, "Why is it silent?" Mm-hmm. And then you have to say, "Be quiet." <laughs> That's right. Listen for God. That's right. So sacred silence. All these these are these are opportunities that we have. Uh, to to find God, to hear God, mm-hmm. and that's why the virtue of listening is so important to us. So we want to be able to solve those problems universally with all of our neighbors and in, in, in all the political problems that we talked about that the yeah. the world is experiencing. Uh, you know, nation problems, but then also just neighborhoods and uh, all the different kinds of lives that matter, and all the protests and all the people that are out out in our world that want to have their voices heard to listen. Yeah, to listen to those voices and and then expect that they would listen to you as well. And I think that yeah. if we do that, we're we're doing the right thing. And that's what the Pope is getting at. But then also to see that sort of uh, horizontal listening that takes place. But remember, vertical listening. Right. There's a, a really profound uh, place in Scripture where uh, we remember the story where one of Jesus's disciples says, Lord, what is the greatest commandment? Mm hmm. Right, and he, and he and this is I love this one because he gives God. instead of instead of giving you one, he says I want the greatest. He gives you two. It's like two for one. Yeah, That's God, what's good about Christianity, right? He says, "Love your God with all your heart, mind. soul, and mind, yep. and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." And those are, you know, simply simply put, you know, if you do that, all the other things fall in place. Yeah. But what if you were to be radical and realize that that lo- listening is loving, is caring? So what if you were to say? That Je- what if Jesus answered, wow. "Hear your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and hear your neighbor as you hear yourself." That wow. would change things, wouldn't it? That would, man. Now, is that, not is that to, a Deacon Jeffism? Yes, it is. But I'm not trying to rewrite skip, scripture. Man. But I am saying that we can understand love in that context of t-shirt. listening. And so we really need to, uh, to, to to practice that virtue of listening in our world. Amen. Uh, we need to hear God, and we need to hear our neighbor. Uh, world be a much better place. Amen. 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 Let's ask our blessed mother who cares for us so profoundly to pray for us. Let's Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about the Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, 
Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. <laughs>